It's lunchtime, a great time to talk spider football. This is Behind the Web with University of Richmond head coach Russ Huseman. Live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on Ridgefield Parkway. Today's show is brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Bryant Heating and Cooling, World of Beer, Lux Chevrolet, and Virginia 529. Join in online anytime and be a part of the show with your questions and comments. Text 804-327-0888. Email behind the web at richmond.edu or on Twitter using Spider Voice at Richmond Athletics or at ESPN Richmond. Now, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black with Coach Huseman. This is Behind the Web presented by Glory Days Grill on 1061 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. Well, I think we are all fired up for the Richmond Spiders to get back on the field, which they will do Saturday at Robin Stadium in a huge CAA Top 25 showdown with the Villanova Wildcats. It's been a long couple of weeks for the Spiders between games and the bye week, and I'd be fired up to play a game just so we get some highlights back on the open to behind the web as we normally do each week, but with no game last week, no highlights to kind of jumpstart us and get us going. So I think we're all fired up for Spider football to return Saturday at Robin Stadium. Uh, no break for behind the web. We're back with you again here today, noon to one at Glory Days Grill, Richfield Park way out in the west end in the Glen Eagles shopping center still time and room for you to come out be a part of the show today and we appreciate you tuning in as well would love for you to interact with the program behind the web at richmond.edu if you've got email questions or text us 804-327-0888 Russ uh, Huseman spider head coach joins me at the head table Xavier Marshall spider linebacker will join us up here for the middle couple of segments remarkable comeback story for Xavier and how well he's playing from a devastating injury so we'll get into all that with X when he joins us for the middle two segments today uh, Russ I know you've been asked this question a couple times in the last couple of weeks and have answered it but for our radio audience here and the folks here at glory days how did you handle these two weeks how'd you kind of come out of these two weeks maybe that's a more real-time question now that it's basically behind you things you wanted to do during the two weeks healthy get guys some practice time kind of take us through the past couple of weeks through the bye well we started out we recruited a couple days our guys were out on the road recruiting uh and then when we got back you know a lot of the emphasis was was on last week it was on uh the young kids that don't that didn't get a lot of snaps yet this year and we tried to get them as many snaps as we could rested the wheelers dykes all those guys uh none of those guys really practiced other than a little bit of indie uh all the way up until friday we we kind of practiced a little bit we we introduced villanova at that point in time and maybe practice them a little bit but not a ton and then when we got back on sunday you know we had a kind of a normal tuesday practice and and everybody was kind of out there practicing again and and really focusing back on villanova do you have that same vibe that i think spider fans have had and what i just kind of articulated at the start of the show that hey it's time to get back out there there's kind of that pit in the stomach from the elon game all of that that hopefully can be you know positive come saturday afternoon yeah, I mean, obviously we're all looking forward to getting back on the field. Um, you know, just the, the guys love to play football and our coaches love to coach football. And, and you know, that's probably the reason you want to get back out there, not, you know, not to get rid of the pit in your stomach. And, uh, you know, that one's behind us. 
And it's just, you know, these kids love to play, and they work hard, and this is their reward. And you do talk about that all the time, that uh, after a game, one way or the other, it's the same group of guys out there on the field, that they're, they're pretty level-headed. Did you, did you, have you seen that over the past couple of weeks since, since the Elon game? Yeah, I mean, they, they, they come out and they know, all right, what's next, and, and they, they do a really great job of putting things behind them, whether it's a win or a loss, and, and uh, you know, they, they come to work every day. They're, it's a great group of guys. Um, love being around them every day. So, um, you know, they'll be excited to play, no question about that. Hey, you had also mentioned in the past couple of weeks that, um, you know, this was a great opportunity, bye week, kind of the perfect time this year. Had to get some guys healthy that there were a handful of guys that if we'd had to play last Saturday, probably wouldn't have played. There were a few that wouldn't have been able to play. Um, and then there were probably, you know, five or six more that were that have been kind of dinged up all year and just with nagging stuff. And, and uh, you know, it gave those guys a chance to kind of get their bodies back Um I'm not sure even if it's completely back yet, but to a point where they feel a lot better about uh, about their 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 nagging injuries. But they're probably just off the top of my head, probably were three or four that hmm. that probably wouldn't have been able to go on that Saturday. Hey, you mentioned uh, earlier getting the young guys snaps, guys you know whose names aren't quite familiar to us yet. Kind of where are you at with the uh, the freshmen? We don't talk about this a whole lot anymore, but that rule is still in place, right? I mean, we talk about transfer and NIL, all that stuff, but you still have that opportunity for guys who haven't redshirted yet to play them four games and retain that redshirt year, right? Correct. Um, you know, we played. Uh we played Trey Tomlinson, and he's going to continue to play. So we won't redshirt him. Um, um, D'Angelo Stocker has played in a couple games. We just got to keep a close eye on it. Um, but, you know, he's still got a couple left until the four-game deal. But we're going to redshirt him. Our two freshman offensive linemen, Trey Gray and uh, Parker Mitchell, uh, both have played in games. Again, they can get to four, mm-hmm. um, and we're playing on red shirt and them. Um, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head now who else has played in games. But as of right now, the only freshman uh, that will play the the whole year and not be redshirted is Trey Tomlinson. Right. You still a proponent of that? That that's been a pretty good pretty good rule. Great rule, yeah. yeah great rule. Everybody yeah. pretty much likes that. You one. know, we got a freshman or two now on the on special teams this week that haven't played yet, mm-hmm. and uh, and we'll see. You know whether they you know get get a role in the special teams or not during the course of the the, the game. But uh, so we do have a few uh, that we're looking at to to get some more. You know, and it's really it's it's depth. I mean, we're 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 pretty banged up and. You know, now all of a sudden it's, you know, you got a guy that's coming off a little nagging injury. All right, do you still run him down on kickoff? Or do you say, all right, let's yeah. put a freshman in there and, and run down? But uh, And that's kind of where we are right now is, is, is you know, we, we got a freshman or two that, that are giving us depth on special teams. Hey, on, an, on the field perspective, um, you know, what's your biggest hope to see improvement over these two weeks when we get – when we get to Saturday, I mean, offense is doing a lot of good things. Defense has obviously gotten so much better from when we first talked in August. What's the next step for this football team come Saturday? Well, I think uh, 
I think defensively we got we we got to eliminate the big plays. I think if we eliminate big plays, we're we're playing really really well on defense. And um, you know, offensively, you know, we got to we're moving the ball. We're 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 hanging on to the football. We're we're a lot of t- uh, we're, I think we're number one in the league in time of the, uh, possession. Um, even a team that's throwing the ball quite a bit. So, you know, we got it now. It's, it's all right, let's generate these into touchdowns here and, and, and maybe try to get a big player too offensively. But, um, you, know, you know, I think, you know, we the Elon game, we had so many chances to win that game and didn't get it done. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, this team's I like where we are. Again, if we can just kind of button up a few things, I think we'll be okay. Well, eliminate big plays. How significant is that this week as we kind of introduce everybody to Villanova because this is a team that for whatever reason has kind of made its calling card on big plays offensively this season, hasn't it? Huge plays, yeah. I mean, like like their their one receiver, number 11, he, he's averaging 23 yards a catch, and he's probably got 20 catches on a year but leads the league in, in receiving yards. Um, you know, the quarterback is, is, is a pretty athletic guy and can get out of trouble. And when he gets out of trouble, I mean, he's looking to throw and he's looking to, to, to heave it down the field. And we have to eliminate those things. We cannot let him get out of the pocket. And if he does, just jack one up down the field for a big play. Um, so they've been, they, you know, but they're good. I mean, they're moving the football. They're, they're, they're good on the ground. They're running the football really well. Um, they're, you know, they're converting first downs. So, you know, they're, they're going to be good. We just can't – we got to make them earn everything they get. Kind of a cool matchup uh, this week. You mentioned their wide receivers. It's kind of like they've got three really good wide receiver names that are pretty familiar. They've been there a while. Yep. And we got three really good receivers who are at the top of the individual receptions per game list. So you got two good groups of wide receivers on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, they got three really good ones. Uh, again, uh, I can't pronounce his name. Hayek. Hayek. Hayek, Hayek. Hayek yep. is, is really, really good. I mean, obviously, he's their go-to guy. But they got uh, Blinken and um, Pringle, yep. two other really good ones there. Um, so they, they're really good. And you said we got three. I think we got four. Yep. Uh, Nick DiGennaro yep, for sure too. And, and we got some young guys that we feel confident in. But, uh, you know, we feel good about where we are wideouts, and I know they do too. Hey, one more before we take the break. Xavier Marshall's here. He's going to join us uh, here at the head table for the next couple of segments and uh, get into his perspective on where things are with Richmond football. Uh, Kind of unusual to come off of the bye. That's usually an advantage for a team. No advantage this week, right? Because Villanova's in the same situation. They're coming off of bye, Absolutely. So, yeah, they were, you know, they had to buy a week. And, you know, they did a little different than we did. Uh, They they gave them, I think – Saturday and Sunday off, and then they practice Monday. We gave them Saturday off, and we don't. Our day off is on Mondays, and uh, so we we kind of gave them some time off at the beginning. Felt like we needed that, and then gave them Saturday off, and it came back Sunday. I heard Mark Ferrante mention this, Villanova's coach, and I think the same applies to us. The bye also coincided with fall break, right? I mean, the guys had a couple days without classes. Did you kind of ramp up football over those two days, or did you kind of keep things kind of status quo? Well, I mean, we still only get our our 20 hours, and so – 
You know, there's just so much more you can do. But, you know, I, I know he had mentioned practicing in the – they practice in the morning, practicing in the afternoon. We made the decision just to stay with our schedule and, and keep them, you know, let's, let's practice in the morning and give them the rest of the day off. So, you know, I don't think there's one way that's the right way, uh, the best way, but uh, it's, it's kind of what fits your needs. Yeah. Uh, so no advantage this week to the bye week. The Spiders had it, and uh, so did Villanova. So it'll be two fresh, rare, and ready-to-go football teams Saturday at 3.30. 30 at Robin Stadium. All right, let's get our first break in here on Behind the Web, and then Xavier Marshall, Spider linebacker, he'll join us up here at the head table for the next couple of segments. We're live at Glory Days Grill as we are each and every Thursday from noon to 1 for Behind the Web right here on the home of the Spiders, 1061 ESPN. The timeout's over. Now, more Behind the Web, live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on 1061 ESPN and the Spiders Sports Network. Trips receivers to the right. He drops back to throw. Throws for the near sideline, and this one's picked off. Xavier Marshall, the sophomore linebacker, has his first interception at the Spider 35-yard line. Super athletic play. I thought for sure it was going to go over his head. Xavier Marshall gets up, shows the hops, and secures that interception. I tell you what, does a good job. He's, he's planted there. There's an old saying, never cover air. So he continues to, to retreat, to retreat, to retreat, to back up. Ball doesn't go over his head. He goes up, pulls it down. Big play again for this spider defense. Way to be a leader. A lot has transpired since that Xavier Marshall interception, which came in the spring of 2021 in that spring season against Elon. And a lot has happened for Xavier Marshall and the Spiders since then, and we're going to get into a decent amount of that today because I think it's a remarkable story and a remarkable comeback story and a success story as we welcome Xavier Marshall, Spider linebacker, to our program this afternoon here at Glory Days Grill. X, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Remember back to that play. What do you remember? I saw you nodding your head as you were listening to the to the play-by-play clip. What do you remember from that that INT? Uh, it was it started on the sideline with uh, Phil talking about the linebackers getting another takeaway uh i believe that game tyler had a takeaway i believe phil had a, a fumble recovery and before we went out phil had just announced that we need to get another one and <laughs> we went out there coach woods warned me about it and you know i just played what you know our coaches put us in a position to do all right you heard uh for both of you guys here you heard chris anderson make the mention of course chris was a defensive back and a pretty darn good one at richmond don't cover air is that a phrase that you guys have used in kind of coaching and playing defense, or is Chris way out in left field here, Coach Usman? I'm first. Sure, not why first not? On yeah, I mean, that's – yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously air, air won't catch a ball, so I think uh, we probably need to let air alone and go find – get bodies on bodies. And that's, that's kind of what we do. We try to find bodies and get bodies on it and uh, – uh, yeah, I mean, obviously that's an expression that's been used forever. Yeah, have you used it? Uh, yeah, and uh, Coach Woods used a, a little different term. He says never pass up a free lunch. So, you know, if somebody's <laughs> around, you always take it. So, <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're here for the free lunch today. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, that, so you can take it uh, while you're with us today. All right, I mentioned a lot has obviously happened um, since then. Unfortunately, you had the really rough injury in the Stony Brook game in the fall part of the season. And I don't want to conjure up too many bad memories but you have talked about it before when when that happened did you realize it was as serious as it actually turned out to be what was kind of the the process there um initially i would say uh, at first not really at first you know i thought it was just being another acl or just another knee injury but then you know as things happen you know you get the test and stuff and stuff starts to come back you know you start to realize you know how realistic things are and stuff starts to hit you and then 
So I would say it took about a week or so for everything to kind of set in. But after that, you know, it's just the journey. Russ, what do you remember about kind of the initial part of that? As Xavier said, you know, it's a knee injury. That's serious. But you deal with those. And then, you know, his obviously extended to the nerve damage down the leg. Tough. You know, uh, and again, uh, we had dealt with one. I mean, realistically, it's very – it doesn't happen very often. Normally, it's ACL, meniscus, and sometimes worst-case scenario, ACL, uh, MCL, whatever it is. But, you know, when you start to get the nerve damage that affects your foot, you know, we had one with Avery Close. So we we, we actually lived through that one. <clears throat> and uh, and then when they came back and, and said that, you know, X had the, the same thing moving forward – you know, you just shake your head and say, how could something like this happen twice, you know, to the University of Richmond and these players? So uh, it, it was – it wasn't – you know, when, when it happened to Avery, I, you, you kind of don't know what's going on. And then as soon as – you know, when it happens to X, then you kind of know, uh, all right, uh, we've, we've seen this before. You're an upbeat, positive guy. Uh, we've all seen that from you ever since you have been a Richmond Spider. Was that challenged at all? when that injury happened and you had to start dealing with it? Uh, I believe, you know, like injuries and, you know, all kind of life's obstacles, you know, they challenge your, your thinking and your normal thinking. But, um, you know, I would say to an extent, yes, and then to another extent, no, not really. What did your teammate, teammates do for you at that point? As Russ said, as Coach said, it, you know, it happens once, that's bad enough. It happens twice, mm -hmm. that's, that's a tough deal. Um, my teammates just, you know, they, they were basically my second family, my family away from my family. Um, my parents were with me for, I'll say, after surgery about a week, well, two weeks, three weeks, really. And then after that, you know, my teammates really took care of me anywhere I needed to go, anytime I needed food, get to class, get up, <laughs> sit down, you know, anything I needed, you know, they were they were right there. And especially anytime, you know, that I was in the locker room, you know, things were just kind of given and handed to me. So I would say my teammates were just like literally my second family. Like I said, I don't want to spend too much time rehashing, you know, bad memories, but I do think it's a great comeback story, and then we'll get more to real time and what the Spiders are doing, what you're doing this season. But kind of take us a little bit through the rehab when you first were able to kind of start doing some physical activity and what that process was like. So um, initially, you know, things were just, you know, getting the muscles back firing, and um, it was a big focus on seeing if I could move the foot. But then, um, especially when I got back to Charlotte, uh, it was kind of one of those things that is you got to do it regardless. So whether the foot moved or not, you know, rehab was going to go on. And they were rehabbing me as if, you know, the foot didn't happen or the nerve injury didn't happen. And so I would say that was a big part of, you know, me being able to play this season was them rehabbing me as if the nerve injury didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just pushing me and understanding that, you know, if I, this is what I want to do, you know, this is what I had to do. Was there ever doubt that you would play again? <clears throat> For me, no. You know, but I mean, for my family and stuff like that, you know, everybody has their doubts. Nobody wants it to happen a second time. Nobody really likes injuries at all. So, wow. I mean, for me, I, I always knew in the in the back of my mind that I was always going to play this game again. Coach Usman, how about in the back of your mind? I mean, this is serious stuff here. Did, did never you thought, never would have thought he could come back. Wow. I, I actually, just by seeing him day to day, I mean, he the guy has worked so hard to get back on the field. To me, is 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 an unbelievable story. Um, X, congratulations! I mean, it's unbelievable that you you he pushed. And again, I, I don't want to get into all the details and how we see him around. You know, when it's not on the football field, but 
you know, I, I, I shook my head, and when they finally said, all right, he's cleared, I still thought, how can this be? And uh, he's come out, and, you know, every time he's out there, he just looks normal. Sure does. Um, <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, it's it, it shocked me that he came back, and uh, we're, we're glad he's back, no question about that. No doubt about that. Um, Take us through this past summer. I don't remember if it was Phil O'Connor or Tristan Wheeler, but one of us was kind of telling us that, you know, while most of the guys were here for the summer, right, Russ? You had, you know, most of the guys here. You were not. You were not with those teammates that you, you just called, you know, kind of your second family. You were back in Charlotte. What was that process like for you and how significant it was to get you back with your teammates? Um, I, I would honestly say um, my rehab team is the reason I'm back playing. Um, I was in rehab every single day, sometimes five days, six days a week, from 8 o'clock in the morning to about 10.30, 11 o'clock. And so it was really just a push. So, you know, even though it wasn't the same type of grind, it wasn't the same type of work, um, I was still putting in about the same work. I was putting in the same time these te- uh, the guys here were. Um, and, you know, just keeping up with them. You know, I, I never kind of left those guys out of what I was doing. They always knew, like, what I was doing, you know, what time I was getting up and everything because – you know, being here with them, we kind of know what, like, each other's schedule. So I really kept those guys in the loop. They kept me in the loop. And then also I took a few trips up here, you know, just to kind of, you know, get face-to-face action with, with my guys. Yeah, you kind of made the best of it, I guess. Yeah. I was say, was it hard not to be around them? Oh, yeah. most, most definitely. You know, just, you know, like, when you're around your teammates, they, they kind of push you and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, doing that from a distance is kind of complicated. But, you know, like I said, having a rehab team I did at home, you know, it kind of supplemented it. What was it like when you got back here for good, to be back in that locker room for good with your guys? It, it was, it was like, unrealistic. And, you know, being back and playing and being back healthy because, you know, even, you know, they kind of had their doubts too. Um, and it, it just came with the injury. But it was, it was just, un- like, words can't describe it. But, you know, like I told you a few weeks ago, it was, it was time to get back to work yeah. immediately. Coach, what was the process of, of getting him back and playing? Because, you know, a couple games, I think the first couple games you did not start and then kind of worked him back in, and now he's back in the, in the starting lineup on defense. What was that process kind of like for you guys as coaches? Well, I mean, and again, I'm going to give X the credit here. X made the decision that he was going to stay home in rehab, and uh, we, were, we were good with that. But you could stay home in rehab – and not do anything and just say I'm rehabbing. He didn't. He went home and worked his butt off so he could get an opportunity to play. So, so uh, hats off to him on that one. When he came back, you know, we, you know, I think a lot of people were really nervous. Um, Coach Wood, especially, you know, I, I kept, you know, I kept, I kept saying X looks pretty good. X looks pretty good. And even, you know, when they cut him loose, you know, I think, you know, there was some apprehension, uh, you know, with the whether it's the trainers, coaching staff, you know, there was a little apprehension. Is he really ready to do this? And, uh, you know, the more we watched him practice, you know, and it went from individual to, you know, to group work. And then and then finally we put him in Skelly and he, st- and he looked good. And then we put him in team and, and looked good. And, and uh, you know, it was just – I think it was at one point in time we just said, all right, let's go. And, uh, you know, it was – you know, you couldn't baby him into it. You just had to say, all right, let's do it. 
So how's he been playing in these games? I mean, how, how would you grade him out? Uh, he looks the same as he's always looked. I mean, he looks athletic. He, he's running well. Uh, I mean, he, he really, you, you couldn't even tell, you know, he had the injury. So, I mean, he, he looks normal, normal to me. Self-grade yourself here, Xavier, because I think the bye week is an opportunity to do a little bit of that when you get a chance to kind of look in the mirror some. How, how do you think you have progressed and, and that linebacker group with you know a couple of veteran guys there with, with Tristan and Phil? I, I mean, I believe that uh, I look good for the most part. I believe I still got to get my lungs back, um, hmm. you know, get still conditioned. You know, game shape is different from, you know, just running and doing sprints, doing gassers. Game shape is very different. So, you know, over the bye week, you know, I took reps. I, you know, I tried to stay on top of my reps. Um, you know, Tristan and Phil, they've been playing. They played the first few games where their body needed a rest. My body needed to keep going, and I need to keep building on what I did. So That's what, exactly right because, yeah. you know, we, we, we kind of rested a lot of people, and, and Xavier got, a, you know, like young guy reps. Huh. And we felt like he, we needed to do that. I mean, we felt like he needed to kind of keep playing and – um, you know, because he has, I think, the last few games, a couple – you know, he's played a good amount. I, I don't think you've played the, the 65, 70 snaps. What have you, what's the most you played in the game so far? Uh, Elon, I played 60. You did? Okay, yeah. so an Elon game. But prior to that, I think it was 30, and maybe even huh. prior to that, you know, 20. So we felt like he needed – that work moving forward so he was he actually was one of the guys that got the young guys reps you uh -huh. know and, and a lot of other guys that you know that you know we still that that that's have played but not a significant amount uh you know they were all out there uh so you know we we felt like he needed it what was kind of the, the first hit back like on a saturday the, the first opportunity in a game to you know number seven is back i mean it, it, it was just knocking the rust off uh, yeah. honestly like yeah. it felt like i ain't doing it forever but you know <laughs> once i did it, it it felt normal this is all worth it right? yeah. <laughs> all right all right we're gonna take a break we're right at the bottom enough of that congratulations again like i said remarkable comeback story uh, we say this all the time you only want to be comeback player of the year one time you <laughs> yes, don't want to do that again so we want you healthy all the way through let's talk we'll talk some spider defense and where this team is right now and getting ready for villanova on saturday after to do it. Xavier Marshall, Spider Linebacker, our guest behind the web, halfway through for a Thursday afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Home of the Spiders, 1061 ESPN. Let's get back to the show. Behind the web, live from Glory Days in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center. Once again, here's Bob Black on the Spider Sports Network and 1061 ESPN. Hurry rolls to the right. He hits the tight end, Ian O'Connor. Makes the catch and he gets driven down. X, you hear that? Just the sidelines of the, the, the players yelling X. Xavier Marshall there blowing it up. Philip O'Connor uh, making that first bit of contact. And um, Xavier Marshall comes with the cleanup. And you hear all of us calling him X as well, but they were chanting it on the sideline, and Chris Anderson had heard that and was talking about it as well. And that was kind of a, a classic example there, Xavier, of you guys as linebackers, right? Like, talk a little bit about that room and how you've come together. That that play in particular where you made a hit, Philip, Phil Connor was in on that hit, and just kind of what that room is like. So really we all bring something different to the table um me tristan and phil like we're just the starters but you know everybody in the room to the young guys zach chambers you know donovan you know everybody brings something different and you know we kind of just feed off of each other's energy so you know those are guys you can always rely on and you know in that place specifically like i knew phil 
he always talks about holding somebody up and then everybody else coming to clean them up. So it's just, you know, we just feed off of each other. Did you hear the guys chant next on the <laughs> side? A little bit. <laughs> All right, let me have a little fun with you here on that. And uh, this goes back, and I think you know where I'm going to go with this. You know, he walks in here to Glory Days. Everybody calls him X, all of that. Um, at the end of that play, uh, Chris Anderson and I had a little bit of a back and forth about Xavier Marshall <laughs> as opposed to Xavier Marshall and what the proper pronunciation of his first name is. Here's how Chris and I handled it, and I want to find out from X himself. Xavier Marshall comes with the cleanup. Remember now, Chris, it is Xavier, Xavier. Marshall because that's what Mama wants. Xavier. Remember I asked him that last year, and he said, I don't care what you call me. And I said, well, we've got to know something. I What's said, your mom What's want? your mom call you? And he said, Xavier. I'm like, end of discussion. There we go. We're going Xavier. Sorry, Mom, I'm going to get it right. <laughs> You remember that? We, yeah. we talked about that. Now, now, why wouldn't you care what we call you, Xavier? Come on now. Because, I, I mean, it's, it depends on where you're from. So everybody that's, you know, from far, more northern states, they call me Xavier. And then if you're from the south, people call me Xavier. So, But but we are correct, right? Mama calls you Xavier. Xavier. Yeah. You call him X, right? There, Coach Usman, you don't, you don't, you don't worry too much Yeah, just X. X is easy. <laughs> So I think it is Xavier Marshall, at least on our broadcast, because that's that's certainly what mom would mom would like. All right, uh, let's serious this back up and talk more defense. There was a lot of discussion in the preseason about you know this defense is young, particularly on the defensive line, linebackers and defensive backfield, pretty good shape. How have you seen that defensive line progress? I mean, those are the guys right in front of you that are clearing the path for you guys to make a lot of tackles. Um, I'll double down. I mean, they're they're some of the strongest guys on the team. And, um, you know, they had to grow a little bit, but, you know, we were going to be right behind them every step of the way. Um, and, you know, anytime you get new guys into the defense, transfers, young guys, no matter what it is, it's going to be growing pain. So, you know, just working through it with those guys and, you know, just, you know, kind of holding them by the hand and being with them every step of the way. We had uh, Carson Stocklinski on our podcast this week. If you want to check it out, it's on richmondspiders.com and our social media. Uh, the spider defense offensive lineman turned defensive lineman who's done an unbelievable job what did you guys think as defensive players when he hopped over from one side of the line of scrimmage to the other uh, he was he was one of those offensive linemen that was always aggressive so like we knew he would fit right in um and you know we just kind of believed in him and russ you made this point uh last week also that he wasn't just moved over to the defensive line he was moved over to start on the defensive line right well, yeah i mean i think maybe Coach Wood said to start. Yeah, maybe I, he did. <laughs> get over there and prove that you're right. a star. Sure, absolutely. In my mind. But, yeah, I mean, he's pretty athletic. I mean, he was a, he was an extremely athletic offensive lineman and has turned into a nice athletic defensive lineman. With still room for room for growth coming mm -hmm. there. How about the defensive ends? I, I think they've really played well, right? Um, uh, Jeremiah Grant yeah. uh, and Marlon Lewis. I mean, they, they – And Xander Barnett. They, they were proven guys, um, and once again, they're some of the strongest guys on the team. So, you know, you know they had a little bit of game experience last year, and it's kind of carried over to this year. But, you know, we, we believe in those guys that they could step up and take Darius and Caleb's spots, which are big shoes to fill, honestly. But, you know, we believed in them. You know, we are going to be right behind them no matter, who, like, what, what happens. So. Hey, you guys had to fill some big shoes, too, right? How much oh, yeah. was that kind of talked about? Tyler Dressler was in on, you know, thousands of tackles, <laughs> it certainly seemed like. Oh, uh, yeah, and, you know, Tyler, more, more of Tyler's effect was, you know, being a leader. And, you know, who was going to step up into that leadership role? 
And um, I think Phil has done a nice job stepping up into that role. And, you know, we look at Phil the way we looked at Tyler last year, you know, as the kind of older guy, the leader, and, you know, give us direction. How about you? Is that part of what you do or would, you know, embrace? I mean, you've been around this program long enough now that, you know, you could be a leader. Uh, yeah, I'm, and, you know, I, I lead when I'm, I'm supposed to lead, and, you know, I kind of – nobody overshadows anybody. You know, we all play our roles. We all, you know, know our roles as, on the team. Uh, we know when to speak and when not to speak. Uh, Coach mentioned this, but what's the next step for this defense? I mean, you've had two weeks to kind of do some things. You know, what's the next step in this progression that's been really good up until this mm -hmm. point, but to take it to the next level? Um, I believe really completing games, you know, um, playing all four quarters, uh, you know, playing, getting those takeaways not only in the first and second quarter, but, you know, first, second, third, and fourth quarter, um, finishing tackling. Um, you know, you can always improve on tackling and running to the ball and, and just being a team, you know, swarming to the ball, hyping each other up, you know, being supportive of each other. All right. How about this week's game? And, and let me start here. And, and Coach and I talked about this. You know, what kind of is the, the feeling that you've got now, having not played for two weeks, you know, had the loss and all of that? I know you kind of come out the same way every day, win or lose, but it's, this is a long stretch here between chances to win a game. You know, it's um, ramping it back up, honestly, uh, you know, for the guys that didn't, you know, really play. You know, Sunday was the, guy, uh, was the day that, you know, we kind of put them back in the firing, you know, getting everybody feet back together, you know, getting everybody back in that mentality to play. And Villanova's a good team. You know, they got three good running backs and three good receivers. And, you know, they're, they're a good team. So we're going to have to come out and, you know, really be, you know, on our P's and Q's. Yeah, what is that challenge there with Villanova? And you pretty much just said it. They do have, you know, three wide receivers, three running, a little bit like, like the Richmond Spiders, quite mm -hmm. frankly, right? Um, they're, they're a complete team. And, you know, that means we're going to have to come out and hit on all cylinders, you know, you can't let those guys get rolling. You got to hit them early in the mouth, and you got to keep hitting them. So you know, the, they're a good team. They're going to come out fighting, no matter what. Coming off the bye week, win or loss, you know they're coming out just like us. Is there a little something to that? You got to get back up to game speed and, and ramped up to go, or that come pretty natural? I think it comes pretty natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think so. Xavier Marshall, our guest, uh, Spider linebacker, on behind the web this afternoon for for a couple more minutes. Russ, can you remember back to the recruitment process? of Xavier Marshall and anything that, you know, I'd love to ask that question up here uh, that you remember about, about getting him to be a Richmond Spider. I remember um, going into the high school. It was it coach, it's coach West, right? Mm -hmm. Or yeah. And we were in the, in the uh, office and, uh, and he may not remember this, but uh, we were in the office and they called for him to come down. I, this, this would be the first time that I, I would have met him. And, uh, he got down there, and, and, and we were kind of talking a couple minutes or maybe maybe just sit hello, and, and uh, his coach told him, he says, hey, uh, go back and get me this summer or other. And so he's coming to see coaches, and he sends him back out <laughs> to go pick something. He said, go get this or go get this for me, and then he comes back in. But it, your coach I, I, was a tough dude now. Yeah. He was a disciplined <laughs> guy, and, you know, he was he, – he really – and, again, I, I don't know how he was behind it. I just know, you know, how he handled all the athletes while we were there was really, really good. And, um, I mean, I, I, I kind of liked the, the toughness, but you could tell he really he really loved these guys. What do you remember there, X? Uh, <laughs> that exact situation, they had uh, called me out of class, and he I think he told me to get, like, a notebook or something. And But, you know, that was just kind of the standard, you know. Um, Coach Aaron Brand, he was the head dog, and, you know, we kind of followed him. So mm -hmm. what he told us to do, we did. 
All right, what uh, what attracted you to Richmond from the recruiting visits to you know from the coaches to the school? Uh, what what kind of brought you to be a spot? I, I would definitely say the team was a family, and you know, like uh, I'll never forget. But Daniel Jones, he was the first guy. Huh. Even though Miley Howard, um, he was my my host, but Daniel kind of you know. It immediately as I got there, you know, came to, to where I was at. I believe it was in, in the locker room and, you know, just kind of talked to me and stuff like that. So the, just the family feel of it. Good stuff. Uh, I'm going to let you go grab some lunch here and uh, get ready for Saturday. We're all excited to get back out there and uh, back at home also. That'll, that'll feel good, right? Yes, sir. All right, Xavier Marshall, our special player guest. Thank you so much for being here. Excellent. Thank you for having me. All right, Xavier Marshall, Spider linebacker with us. we got one more segment to go on Behind the Web. We'll take a break. We'll come back with uh, Coach Usman. If you've got email questions or text questions, now's the time to send them our way. Behind the Web at richmond.edu. On the email side, 804 322 is our text line and if you're in the house and you got questions don't be shy come on up now and uh, put them in our ear and we'll talk about them in the final segment of behind the web coming up after the break on 1061 espn keeping you up to date with richmond football this is behind the web live from glory days grill and the glen eagle shopping center on 1061 espn this is the spider sports network Welcome back to Behind the Web from Glory Days Grill. We're here each and every Thursday from noon to one. The uh, West End Glory Days Grill out here on Ridgefield Parkway. Glen Eagles Shopping Center would love to have you come by and join us. We'll be here the rest of the college football season every Thursday from noon to one with Coach Russ Huseman, who actually is not the only coach in the house today. Uh, We are really fortunate and thrilled to have with us today one of the great college and pro coaches he is bobby ross who is sitting over here today with mike o'toole bobby raise your hand real quick let's give coach ross big round of applause uh we know him certainly days vmi and william and mary and the citadel of course in the, in the national football league in kansas city and detroit and san diego obviously and and coach you've had an opportunity i think to uh break some bread with coach ross from time to time I've, I've hung out with coach quite a bit obviously he's a legend and and i love sitting with him and, and eating lunch and listening to the stories and you know how he talks about things and his experiences um you know uh, i got to know him through uh, Dick Tarrant ah. and and Coach Tarrant is really I mean co- people don't realize this he loves football oh yeah I, I think he actually loves football better than basketball <laughs> and uh, he he I, I talk to Coach Tarrant once a week he emails me and and he'll get Coach Ross uh, uh, you know we'll we'll, we'll go eat lunch uh, you know. In the off season, you know, maybe once every couple months, but uh, you know, we've been out, you know, to lunch four or five times, and uh, it's fun to it's fun to sit down and listen to both those guys, man. You I, you could just sit there and listen to those guys forever, but. Um, Obviously a legend here in Richmond and uh, tremendous football coach. That's, that is really cool. So we're glad to have him in the house today. Coach, come back anytime. Love to have you here. He's sitting over there with John McGinty and, and Mike O'Toole in the, in the middle of uh, the restaurant here enjoying lunch and enjoying the show as well. You mentioned uh, Coach Tarrant. Has he spun any tales? You know, the legend has it that in his day when he played at Fordham, played basketball at Fordham, his freshman coach 
was Vince Lombardi. Oh, Has yeah. Has he ever brought that up? Yeah, he brings old Vince Lombardi up Does all he? the time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he loves to do that. Uh, but uh, he actually, uh, the, he was talking, to, he's, as a matter of fact, the other day brought him up about a trick play. And... Um, you know, and and it was it's a player. It's it's that, that it was brought up. And he said Vince Lombardi thought it'd be great. We just can't use that in the NFL. We really wouldn't look right doing something like that. And and uh, he told me, and it, it is a great play, uh, <laughs> but it's actually been outlawed and illegal. Oh. Yeah, so you can't do it anymore. Um, so, <laughs> the, I mean, it was real. It was really. It was a great play and uh and, and as soon as he told me it i said oh yeah i've seen that play i've actually i uh, i get on youtube sometimes and and go through trick plays so i can kind of maybe see some trick plays and things like that and and that one was actually shown and the nfl did it multiple times that one is where they hide you know, they run people on run people off and then hide a guy on the sideline Catch yeah. it and throw it to him. You can't see him you over there. Can't do that anymore. Can't do right? that anymore. So, yeah. but I, I, I watched it a bunch of times <laughs> on YouTube. And <laughs> yeah, you're lighting up. You love trick plays, right? Love so trick they're, plays. They're, yeah. they're still yeah. coming. Yeah, we got a lot of games left this season. We've had a couple. We're gonna we're gonna be looking uh, even for some more. Hey, um, you know, we mentioned last week. You know, what were you gonna do with your Saturday? And you were gonna watch some football. How did that football viewing go? Did you catch Delaware William and Mary? Did you watch some other <laughs> games? Did you peek in on a big time? What was that like? Well, my daughter Emily came over ah. to sit there and watch football with me all day, you know, in the afternoon when I got home, and and uh, which is always pretty cool. Absolutely. She loves football, and uh, it's neat to have her around. But uh, we started out watching the uh, Oklahoma Texas game, and then obviously wasn't much when, of a game, isn't yeah, there? And then obviously when the William Mary Delaware game game came on, we watched the whole thing and uh, from the beginning to the end, and uh, so. Um, it was fun. It was fun to hang out with her, uh, just sitting there watching football. Uh, how did our guy Jay Colley do on the call of that William and Mary Delaware game? Now, uh, yeah, love was, Jay, but man, I think his eyesight's going. To, <laughs> if he said, if he he switched Hollis Mathis and those two because they were in together, and he'd say, "Oh, it's with the no, no," I think yes, and then he would he'd say the opposite way, and uh, I, I I'm sure it's tough. One's I think eleven maybe, and one's twelve, something like that. And you know, so I I can see how the, all that went, but. Uh, uh, Jay Kyle, he's he's a great friend and does so, a tremendous yeah. job. Down he there. and I are, are about the same age and have paralleled our, our careers with yeah. William Mary and Richmond. So I know where he's coming from with the eyesight thing. You know, I got the got the four eyes working today. And Jacob was a little kid when we were there, and uh, he used to call him Jay Colony. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good place to do so it. Every time, right? every time I see him, I say, Hey, Jay Colony, how you doing? I'm going to use that. I'm, yeah. I'm going to get a hold of him and tell him we were actually talking about him on the Spider Coaches show we were talking about the voice of the tribe so but so you enjoyed some football watching i assume last set yeah i mean yeah it was uh, obviously the 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 delaware william mary game was was probably really the only one i wanted to watch and and watched it pretty closely all right um few minutes to go here again 804-327-0888 if you got a text behind the web at richmond.edu uh, i don't have matt mcallister here anymore to bail me out on this one but we've gone over 50 minutes and i haven't mentioned the special teams so i want to make sure that we mention the special teams here and russ particularly point out aaron trussler uh, punters don't get a whole lot of headlines you know by the nature of what they do but i mean he has really done a tremendous job he's averaging what well over 40 yards 41 yards plus per punt and i think the significant thing here is very 
few returns. They're negative yardage yes. in returns right now. Um, yeah, we've asked Aaron, and Aaron's got a strong leg, and, and, and if Aaron wants to just boom it really low and he can hit that thing 60-65, I've asked Aaron, I said, listen, Aaron, I want it between 40 and 45 yards and high and give us a chance to cover it. If we, if we net 42 yards, we're – Top 10 in the country. And that's what you're looking for. You're looking for the ultimate net. You're not looking to say, all right, well, our punter led the league in, in punting average. That that makes no difference whatsoever. It's where you are in net punting. And, um, I mean, he does, he does an incredible job. That ball is way up there, and it's always – you know, every once in a while it's 38, but most of the time it's anywhere 40 to 45 yards. Uh, we actually got one down inside the one-yard line uh, last uh, against Elon. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and he's not selfish about it. I mean, he he kicks it, and you know he could be selfish. Say, hey, I don't care about net punt. I want I want to average 47 and lead the country in in punting. And, and he probably could, but, you know, that's not what we're looking for. I mean, we're looking for a net of, you know, 40 yards. Well, he's kind of doing both right now. I mean, the leading punter in the league is at 45.2 yards. Aaron's in the top five at uh, – the leader is at 45.2, and Aaron's at 42.1. So he's yeah. kind of doing both. He's yep. getting you some distance, and also the net has been, been great. That's right? been incredible, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and that's that's kind of what you look for. And uh, he's very, very consistent. And, um, you know, I you know in, in last year, and I said this uh, in the press conference, you know, he was really battling some injuries. He had mm -hmm. – in the offseason, he actually had both calves operated <laughs> on. And it's, a, it's an, something that's – I can't remember the name of it. But he was really he was really hurting a lot during the season. Hung in there, kept punting for us. If you notice, he didn't punt against New Hampshire. He couldn't. I mean, he was hurt. Yep. You know, with with that, and uh, he's fixed up pretty good and doing a great job. Has he? Uh, I'm sure our fans know, but obviously, if you don't, he's from Australia. You know, and which has become you know a, a popular thing, right? I mean, plenty of colleges have Australian punters. I just saw one. I was watching. Uh, Flipping through the Marshall game, and one of those yeah. two teams were had, had an Aussie punt. Yep. There's probably, I, I mean, I would guess it at the Division One level. I would have to guess there's thirty. I think playing, you're right. Yep. And I would say probably Division Two, II, Division Three, even more. Um, but what they do over there is they um, they all play rugby, mm -hmm. so they're. Fairly athletic, like Aaron's got great hands, um, you know, and and he's fairly athletic, and and so they they play rugby where they're they're catching and kicking and running, and and then once they kind of get enough of that, and you know, it's it's all right now. Let's get to this this academy here that teaches them how to punt and kick and do those and mostly punting and uh you know so you know when when aaron's done we're probably going to take another another aussie uh you know after when he when his time's up now is that something he will be able to help you guys with i mean that he may know some people back home or is that you know just strictly uh, we got guys the guy's kinda, name you that already runs, know who you want the guy no well, oh, we don't know the, guy, the guy's name who runs it yeah we've been on you know we've talked to him multiple times when we were recruiting aaron and uh so yeah we and he's been pretty upfront and kind of yeah. have a i mean he doesn't, doesn't doesn't shoot you the wrong way has, so has, i like him has aaron been home yet since no he, he hasn't right no 
No. Wow. I remember him telling us that his plan and, was to stay here. Yeah. He, and he, over the summer, and there were some other Australian punters he was going to get to meet. His brother see. came in town, came in from Australia, so he got to spend a lot of the summer with him. Um, so, you know, he did get family. You know, our, our long snapper, Big Cat, took him up to Jersey with him. So he's got, he's you know, he's got a lot of things going. Obviously, he hadn't been back to Australia. And, wow. And he'll go back uh, over Christmas now. Oh, great. So he'll, yeah, he'll get to go back. Um, when the when the school year's over for for fall, that, that's that's amazing. And to go through the surgeries here, right? Mm-hmm. Without you know, I don't know if any family were here for that, or I don't uh, think yeah, so. That's uh, good for him. He's a tough minded guy, so likable to him. I'm glad he was at the press conference yesterday. Unfortunately, uh, all of our specialists are in class on Thursday when we do this show, so I don't think they're going to get here this year. I've been trying, Coach. I've been trying. I mean, I I just trust Lord, And I like him to go to the press conference, too, and do those things. Oh, people love hearing that Australian accent, right? Yeah, I mean, but all those guys, I mean, they're – they're hard workers and, and great kids, and uh, they're such a valuable part of this football team. All right, final thought on getting back on the field Saturday and, uh, you know, what it's going to take to be victorious against, the, hey, the preseason favorite in the conference, the Villanova Wildcats. Well, I mean, if you just look back at Elon, I mean, we had there was one turnover in the game. We had a chance for a couple interceptions, didn't get them, but one turnover and led to seven points, and, and you know, that could have been the difference in the game. Uh you know, we got we got to get a couple turnovers in this game, and we have to hang on to the football. We can't give Villanova a short field. Uh, we're going to have to make them, make them earn whatever they get. Uh, so, you know, it's it's really it's turnovers, uh, you know, and penalties. And, and, and I'll give our guys credit. I think we, we lead the league mm-hmm. in least fewest, fewest penalties. penalties. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's a sign of a disciplined football team and, and kids that are doing what you're asking them to do. So we, we got to stay away from that. No stupid penalties um, and, and kind of. Uh, do the things we've been doing, execute on offense, and uh, hang on to the football. Good scouting report to wrap up behind the web for this Thursday afternoon. Uh, Coach, thanks. Look forward to seeing you on the sidelines Saturday and back here next week. Thanks, Bob. And to Xavier Marshall, our special player guest. Thank you, X. Uh, Hope to call your name a lot and call it properly on Saturday afternoon. Spiders in Villanova, 3.30 is kickoff at Robbins Stadium. We hope to see you out here, and then we'll be back with the next edition of Behind the Web next Thursday from noon to 1 right here at Glory Days Grill. Mitchell Bradley on location. Robert Ole in our studio. Thank you for producing. Bob Black saying so long. Talk to you Saturday for Spider Football. You've been listening to Behind the Web from Glory Days Grill and the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, featuring head coach Russ Huseman. Today's show has been brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Bryant Heating and Cooling, World of Beer, Lux Chevrolet, and Virginia 529. Join us throughout the college football season for Behind the Web presented by Glory Days Grill. Thanks for listening and stay in touch with Richmond Athletics on the flagship station of the Spider Sports Network, ESPN Richmond. Executive producer Mitchell Bradley. This has been a presentation of Playfly Sports in association with Richmond Sports Properties.